0: Welcome back to the Calopsia Podcast. Happy Friday. I hope you're doing well today. I'm your host, Sydney. And today, I wanted to talk about impulses, following up on last week's episode, which was on intuition. So a little bit of a background on the topic, right? Last week, we talked about intuition and how to use it to your advantage, when to listen to it, when not to listen to it, and I was talking to my mother about the subject, and she brought up the fact that impulses are basically the other side of that coin. You know, intuition, which we defined last week as a thing that one knows or considers likely from instinctive feeling rather than conscious reasoning. But when it comes to impulses, Google defines it as a sudden, strong, and unreflective Urge or desire to act. Now, when you're first like hearing those words, intuition versus impulse, I mean, depending on who you are, they might ring similarly or they might ring completely differently. And something that I've come to realize is that they are complete, complete opposites on the side of the scale. And despite the similarity that neither of them include a, you know, a reason led deliberation, both of them do, you know, rely on your brain and what's immediately coming to mind. And the difference though between them is the word reflective. As we saw in the impulse definition, it's an unreflective urge or desire to act. When we looked at intuition, it wasn't that it was completely unreflective, right? They said that it, it, involved one's, you know, the action of leaning upon one's intuitive, um, you know, desire, rather than consciously reasoning through whatever act they're trying to do. I don't know if that made any sense. But essentially, When it comes to intuition, while you're not sitting there doing pros and cons saying, okay, I should do this because I should do this because you're still reflecting on your desire and you're still thinking, okay, why is it that I kind of want to do this? Um, I don't know. I'm I'm not quite sure what the reason is, but, you know, there must be a reason why this could be beneficial or um, I feel like this would bring me joy or something of that notion, but a lot, you know, faster and a lot less conscious as that intuition definition implied. When it comes to impulses, though, I feel like what springs to mind is what you end up doing. You know, there's no filtering system. There's no um, thinking about whether what you're doing could be beneficial for you or hurt you. There's no, there's none of that. And intuition typically will lead you to a positive direction, at least from my understanding of it. Your intuition is not going to tell you to cross the street on a highway or to open your door on a highway, right? However, if you sometimes have that thought pop into your head where you're like, oh my goodness, what if I just open my door right now on the highway? That is an impulsive thought, a compulsive thought. And some synonyms of um, impulses included compulsion, need, itch. And I think that one of the overarching similarities between the two is that they're both forms of thought. And as we've been talking about on the pod for a little while now, thoughts are so malleable and they're so... Um, numerous to the point where a lot of the time we have, we have thousands, millions of thousands of thoughts that we do not act upon. And we have a bunch of thoughts that we do act upon. And I think that these types of thoughts do fall into numerous categories within which, um, among which impulses and intuition, you know, are included. When I was doing some preliminary research for the topic, right, I was not surprised, but intrigued by the, you know, information that intuition and impulses come or, and are originated from different parts of your brain. And now what does that mean? Intuition is actually a response that's connected to your neocortex, which is the reasoning and thinking brain. while impulses are actually connected to the primal brain, which is very connected to your sympathetic nervous system, which is what may also be known as um, fight or flight. That's your fight or flight part of the brain. Um, and that's where impulses come from. And during, like within this region of the brain, when that part is activated, your modern thinking brain is not, and it's not working as hard. So there's a very physiological, um, there's a very clear physiological difference between these two forms of thought. And being able to make that distinction in our day-to-day lives is crucial. And I mean, when you think impulses, um, we need to understand that oftentimes our impulses don't have our greatest interest at heart. And a lot of the time, impulses are what is going to give you the instant gratification, the instant happiness, that instant hit of dopamine, whether it's the impulse to order um, Chick-fil-A or something. I don't know why that's the first thing that came to mind. I've never had it before. Um, if your impulse is to order McDonald's or maybe your impulse is to finish your pint of ice cream that you've like created right now. I don't know why I'm sticking to food. Maybe your impulse is... Um, I don't know. Buying a designer handbag. I don't know. Um, Whatever that impulse is going to point you to is what's oftentimes going to give you the most immediate form of joy a most immediate form of satisfaction. And we don't want to lean too much into it for many reasons. One of the major reasons why you don't want to give into your impulses is because you don't want to do something that you'll regret in the future. And what do I mean by that? You know, if we were taking the example of you purchasing something extraordinarily expensive, maybe it's a flight. Maybe you have, you have $2,000 in your bank account. A flight to Australia is $1,000. Um, you have not yet paid rent you haven't paid your bills, and maybe you don't even have a sublet for the duration of your trip. So how are you, I mean, you're not thinking about those types of financial concrete limitations, and instead you act through your impulse to go to this city or to do this trip without having any sort of reflection or reasoning or anything of that notion. So let's say you do buy that $1,000 flight to Australia. What is that going to do for future you? You've now landed yourself in a space where you don't, I mean, I don't know what your circumstances, right? But let's assume that you are an American going to Australia to a city, let's say Sydney. (laughs) It's a sound brand. So you move to Sydney for... Literally no reason. You just go there for no reason. You know no one there. There's no projects, no work option, um, and you just you just have that impulse to go, right? Now you've landed yourself into these this unknown environment. You've ignored your responsibilities back home, and you, you know, you're you're kind of at an impasse. But with yourself, you put yourself in that situation, and that kind of digs you in a hole. You know, being unable to have that level of forethought and that level of respect for future you, you know, I mean, I'll get into that more later. That is what impulses, you know, mean. It's that lack of forethought. The consequences of your impulses can have tenfold repercussions. They can affect your relationships. They can affect your career. They can affect your relationship with others your relationship with yourself you know if your impulse control issues are regarding let's say alcohol you know being unable to limit yourself and being unable to set those types of boundaries with yourself and stick to your boundaries and not give into your impulses every time that you may think that you need or want to consume, then that is going to affect your physical health, your mental health. Every impulse that you do inherently means that you are disregarding reason and you are disregarding, you know, what may be best for you. And being unable to have that forethought and potentially doing something you may regret in the future inherently also means that you are abandoning your goals and you are abandoning yourself. You know, when you give into your impulse, whether it's, for example, you set yourself on a schedule of working out three days a week. Let's say you go Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then you have weekends off as well as the Tuesday, Thursday situation. What well, if that is the schedule that you set up for yourself? Come Monday, you know, you have work at maybe one Like you have work in the afternoon and you have your mornings free. The mornings are for you to exert that discipline and stick to that, you know, habit that you want to develop. If come Monday morning, you, you know, give in to that need, that want, that itch to remain in bed, keep sleeping. Maybe instead of going to the gym, you go and have brunch or something that is the inherent opposite you constantly are choosing to abandon and abandon and abandon your goals and yourself. You know, why are you setting up these habits? Why are you setting up these boundaries within yourself? There must be a reason. There must be a um, an understanding that these habits, these routines, these people, maybe um, your abstinence from a particular, you know, habit or... Um, substance or what, whatever your vice may be. You know, that abstinence is for your good. When you give into that, that um, impulse, when you give into that impulse, when you do that habit and repeat doing that habit again and again, repeatedly ignoring the boundaries and the routines that you set up for yourself, that is inherently abandoning your goals. If you have a certain goal to produce a certain amount of um i don't know maybe you run a business in which you need to create a certain product and you have deadlines you have deadlines and you have deadlines um for production of this product um getting this business structure completed doing this let's you can even apply this to school maybe you want to get a certain grade for your class this semester and you know you in order to get that grade you must um study Routinely, you have to study at least, you know, a couple times a week for that particular subject, maybe read the material over and over, make note cards, whatever, be proactive in order to achieve your goal. That requires discipline and, you know, your intuition might be telling you, you know, this I understand, like I understand that I need to be putting in additional work, like that's what my intuition is telling me. Your impulses are what's going to rip you away from that. And recognizing the power of impulses is what's necessary to stop indulging them. And, you know, if we're taking that school example, maybe instead you get invited to a party on a Monday night. I don't think that would happen, but, you know, what if that is the case? But then you have set up these routines for yourself in order to um, maintain that particular grade or that particular, you know, stride you want to be on in order to achieve your goal. If you give into that impulse again and again and again, you abandon that structure and that maybe stride of discipline you had already been in and all the work that you might have put into it, any other work that you had envisioned yourself putting in kind of goes out the window, you know. And this repeated abandonment of your goals is inevitably going to affect your relationship with yourself and your respect for yourself. Now we've spoken about this in the respect episode, right? But where does respect for yourself come from? Respect comes from your ability to show up for yourself and your ability to prove to yourself that you are capable. You're capable of taking care of yourself. You're capable of sticking to your routines. You're capable of sticking to your goals. You're capable of Showing that you can achieve what you may have once thought that you weren't able to achieve, whether that's a physical goal or a financial goal. Whatever it is that you think that you, you know, have numerous obstacles to climb over, getting over those obstacles earns respect from others and for from yourself. And when you give into impulses and you fail to, you know, reason with yourself on your choices and you have this impulse control that leads to, you know, risky behavior, maybe diminished, you know, social relationships, um, you know, impoverished, you know, life, I don't know. Um, That's inevitably going to affect that respect that you had once established with yourself. Because what does it tell you? You know, you're, you are... It's very interesting, right? Because when I think of myself, I think of myself as two beings. You know, there's me and, you know, my ego, maybe the person who's comparing myself to others, who, you know, sees um, more material things, maybe, who sees um, goals and steps that I must take to get to them. You know, it's almost like I have a little um, computer in my brain that is essentially like my manager, you know? Like if, I don't know if that made any sense, but like stick with me here. If I have a goal, right? Me as myself, Sydney, my being, my aura, my soul, Sydney, wants to get something or wants to achieve maybe, let it be financial um, freedom or financial, yeah, let's say financial freedom. Um, Manager Sydney in my brain, my reasoning brain, you know, she's going to set up steps, steps to get there. You know, it's going to be, you need to do this, you need to do this, you need to work this many hours, or you need to um, get this level paying job, or you need to avoid these expensive, you know, manager Sydney, looking at the concrete facts and seeing what needs to be done in order to get sold Sydney what she really wants to achieve, right? And impulses are, you know, a tertiary being. In my, in my point of view of this situation, it's going to be that, you know, devil on your left shoulder or whatever it is, you know, the angel and the devil on your shoulders. It's going to be the one to tell you, okay, fuck what this Planner Sydney's saying, you know, you don't you don't really want it, don't you? Like you don't actually want it, don't you? Just 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 buy the designer handbag. Just spend that money that you had been saving for 6 years. Just do it, you know. It won't it won't matter in any way. It doesn't none of it matters anyway. That's basically what your impulses are telling you. And and an and an inability to distinguish what is an impulse and what you should actually do is crucial. Because then you'll lose that respect for yourself. You'll lose the progress that you've made. And I think it's very important to have a distinct understanding of what impulses are so that you may, you know, shape your actions accordingly. Now, what can we do in order to disallow impulsivity from ruling our lives? I think that one of the best things that we can do is try to slow down are, you know, active, you know, reflexes. So what do I mean by that? If you are contemplating whether or not to finish a bag of chips, for example, whether you're contemplating to finish a a bag of chips, eat whatever, half the bag maybe, and then just roll it up, roll up the bag, shut the bag, close the bag, tie a knot around the bag, you don't necessarily need to go and put it away. It's not you deciding that, you know, that's enough for today. You know, I shouldn't eat anymore. Or um, it's not you saying I'm going to completely eat that later, right? You're just putting it in a holding place. You're putting it in a holding area. You can tie it up and set it to the side. I do this often. You know, when I am snacking on, I have a, I have an addiction, you guys. I have an addiction to plantain chips. I love plantain chips. My mom used to make them so, so often when I was younger. And now that I'm in a different city, you know, I don't have that unlimited <laughs> resource of plantain chips. So Trader Joe's makes these amazing plantain chips very similarly to the way that my mom used to make them like six years ago or whatever. Um, not six, maybe like three. Um, and they're amazing. They're so good. And they are kind of in small packages, but you know, the whole like... um serving size. they are like six serving sizes, but I I swear to you, the bag is as big as my hand. Um, And it's plantain chips, right? So it's not entirely unhealthy. So I'm constantly in this battle of do I finish the bag or do I not finish the bag? And, you know, the the final decision varies and it varies due to me placing these things in my holding area. So going back to our example, you know, if I'm shutting the bag, I'm closing, I'm clipping it and I'm setting it to the side in allowing it to stay in that holding area, I can now reason and, you know, weigh the pros and cons about whether or not I want to finish the bag of chips. And, you know, I'm I'm doing this in from a neutral space, you know. And during this time, I might be thinking, okay, how long has it been since I ate my last meal? How long will it be until I eat my next meal? You know, am I planning to eat any more for the night? Am I planning to... Um, save any of this for a midday snack. You know, I'm going through all of the way, the pros and the cons, the po- the positives and the negatives. I'm thinking about whether completing the bag is within my best interest or if it's going to hinder any possible, um, you know, later goal or you know, action I had already planned to do. So let that be. If I'm eating a bag of chips at 4 p.m., for example, you know, I ate lunch at 1 p.m. Maybe I'm not going to eat dinner until maybe 7.30, 8 p.m. Having a full bag of chips at 4 p.m. is not as, you know, negative or hurtful as having that entire bag of chips at, say, 7 p.m., knowing I'm going to eat dinner at 8 p.m. Now, this applies to to so many different things. Like for example, if you wanted to book that trip to Australia, if you want to book the trip, okay, sure. Maybe place it in your calendar and try to do it in as far in advance as possible. And then you can try to figure out how to make that, you know, how to make that goal achievable, how to make it happen. Don't just give in to the impulse to press by or press, um, you know, book or whatever it is, put it in that waiting area, that waiting space, so that it may float around in your brain for just a little bit, just ruminate upon the idea, ruminate on what's necessary in order to do it in the best possible way for yourself and for others, and then make your decision. You know, impulsivity comes from a lack of reflection, as we spoke about at the beginning. It comes from an inability to slow down your thought process and slow down your reflective process. You know, a lot of the time you need to revise what you, um, an action that you, you know, might have planned on doing. You need a revision, revise, um, I mean. And just really weigh the pros and cons of whatever that impulse is telling you. And also let them guide you upon, you know, what, what, what are your urges? And why are you urging for them? Why, why do you have urges for them? You know, all of this is permitted in that waiting period. So that is my recommendation to you. Now, to end on a quote, I found this one on Pinterest and I do like it. You don't have to control your thoughts. You have to stop letting them control you. And I'll leave you with that one, you guys. I think that was a pretty good one. Because I mean, yeah. Yeah, I think it speaks for itself, actually. I think I was going to I was gonna go into a whole new sentence. But I'm done for the day. I have to get to work. But I thoroughly enjoyed having this chat, you guys. And we shall talk next week. Oh, also... Please don't forget to give it a five stars on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podcast, wherever you're listening. And it's at colopsia Pod on Instagram and TikTok, as always. Okay. Goodbye. See you next week. <laughs>